Good morning. Today is Tuesday, November the 14th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. Today we continue to study lesson number seven, and the reading for today is called To Inherit Eternal Life. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for so many blessings that you continue to give us every day. We thank you for your love and your care for us, your protection. And this morning, as we're about to study this Bible study guide, we ask you to send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're going to begin the reading for today with a question. First, we have to read Luke chapter 10, verses 27 and 28. And here's the question. What was the lawyer's answer to his own question. Luke 10, 27 through 28. And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So what was the lawyer's answer? He said, You need to love your Lord with four things, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and then finally your neighbor as yourself. So love God above all things and your neighbor as yourself. The lawyer had asked the question and he himself gave the answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. What was the response of Jesus? He said, you have answered rightly. Jesus went on to challenge him to do something about it by saying, do this and you will live. For most believers, giving the right answer about doctrine and faith is not that difficult. The challenge instead comes in doing what they know is right and following what they believe. A lot of people who, though knowing enough to be saved, will be lost because they didn't obey what they knew. That's how serious the issue is. Just knowing about loving God and your neighbor isn't enough. You have to do it. And now we have another question in our reading. Read James chapter 2, verses 17 through 22, and here's the question. How do these verses parallel what Jesus said to the lawyer? How do these verses parallel what Jesus said to the lawyer? James 2 verses 17 through 22. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown? you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham the father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. So, um, it's not just faith. Uh, Well, actually, this is not saying it's not just faith. It's faith and works. It's saying it's faith, but faith comes with works. They go together. All right. They always go together. They are a couple. You bring in faith, works follows. 
they go together. Wherever faith goes, works goes. If you're thinking you brought in faith and works did not follow, you didn't really bring in faith. All right? So it's not faith plus works. That is a common misconception. Well, I have faith and I also need works. No. You only need faith for salvation. That's it. Works are not needed. Works come from God. Jesus did the works. Jesus did all that is necessary for our salvation. Faith is the only thing we need. However, faith always brings works along. And so if you want to know whether your faith is real, whether your faith is genuine, look to see if the works have followed. If the works have followed, your faith is real. Notice what it says here. Faith, if it does not have works, it is dead. If we love God, we will read his word. We will pray. We will keep his commandments. And we will be obedient to his voice with all of our heart. If I say I love others, but I don't care about others in church, or if I ignore the needs of others when I can help, what good is my faith? Christianity is not about a set of beliefs. It's a way of life. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Well, we're at the end of the reading for today, and we have a couple of questions. How much do you care about the welfare of others? How much do you care about the welfare of others? It's a deep question. I like to say I care a lot. But you know what? Words are meaningless. Absolutely meaningless. You know, I've grown up knowing this. Actually, I didn't grow up with this, but I've I learned it since I was in college. I had a girlfriend in college who continually said this to me. Uh, actions speak louder than words. And it's true. If I do it, that is more important than if I just say it. You know, telling somebody I love you, that's easy. Showing someone I love you, that is harder. Much, much harder. And... Showing someone that I love them is more important than just saying, I love you. Now, it's true. Words are important and words should come along. I shouldn't just be showing people without saying it, but they should come together. So how much do you care about the welfare of others? The answer is, I need to look at my works. I need to look to see what I do. Is what I do measure up to the love that I claim I have. How much do you follow the words of Paul? Let each one, let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Again, how much do I do that? Am I looking out for others' interests, or do I only care about me? You know, sometimes at church, we only care about what makes me happy. You know, did, did someone greet me or did the program go as I wanted it to go? Or did the music that was played, was that the music that I wanted to hear? You know, those are the things that I need to pay attention to. Do I look out for the interest of others or do I just look out for my own interest? By God's grace, how can you learn to care more for 
others. This takes time. It doesn't just happen like that most of the time. Now, God can work that miracle. You can say, God, please help me to care more about others than I do about myself. And God could work that miracle instantaneously. All of a sudden, you care more about others than you do about yourself. And that can happen. Just the same way that you can pray, God, help me to stop smoking. And instantaneously, instantaneously you will never smoke again. But that doesn't happen very often. It has happened. I've heard stories about it happening. But it doesn't happen very often. Many times, God will let us struggle because there's other things in our character that he wants to fix and he wants to polish. And so he'll, he'll make us work for it. He'll make us, you know, fall and try harder and try again and then rely on him and, and, and work with him. And so how, how can I do this? Well, uh, it, it helps to have discipline, discipline. So I look for others. What do they need? What can I do to help them? And I can ask myself some of these questions. And if I don't I know the answer, maybe I can ask them. You know, is there something I can do to help you? Is there something I can do to make you feel better? You know, there are some people who are greeters at some churches, and they just instantly help the other person feel right at home. You know, do you need a songbook? Do you need this? Do you need that? Here, this is where we where where where, where we have this. You know, first time visitor. Here's our bathrooms. Here's uh, where we have this. Here's where we have that. Try to make them feel at home. Anticipate the needs of the person. You know, it, that doesn't come naturally. I'm not. I wasn't born with that. And so it's something that sometimes we have to work for. We have to work at. And uh, and by God's grace. We can learn it slowly and slowly. It's, it's a, I believe for many of us, it's a habit, a habit that we pick up. You know, nobody's born brushing their teeth. It's a habit that we have to pick up. We have to do it and we do it and we do it. And then it becomes a habit and it's something that we just do. And, and so how do you learn to care about others? Well, we ask for God for his help and we work at it and we try it. And, you know, we, we just... We just, it's just something that we have to learn how to do. It has to become a habit. And, um, and so there, there's, there's a combination, God helping us and, uh, and, and, you know, us, us, us trying to help it become a habit. Very important. This is not important for salvation. Salvation is only by faith, right? Faith is there, but and this is not a but about salvation. This is an, this is more of an and. And I have to have works that come along with it. Not for salvation, but because works without faith. I'm sorry, faith without works is dead. And so how do I know that I have real faith? If works follow along. If works follow along, then I have real faith. And so here's, here's the issue that I've seen some people have. Oh, I don't have works. That means I don't have good faith. Okay, I need to strive to have good works. That's that, that that that's false, because what you're doing is you're trying to create the works. And so what we need to do is we need to spend more time with God. We need to spend more time with Jesus, surrender to him, ask him to change us from the inside out. And that that change in our hearts will shine forth and will produce the things that we need. Uh, and so uh, th this question says, by God's grace, and that's the key by God's grace. It's not me doing it by myself and it shouldn't me it shouldn't be me trying to do it by myself. God has to do it in me.
And so I can do many, many things. I can make the choice. I can ask God to help me. I, I, I can... I can choose to see what I can do to to help others feel uh, more comfortable, meet their needs, etc. But ultimately, God needs to do that in my life. And God needs to put that in my heart. And you know what? If it's not there, I can ask God and He will put it there. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, first of all, we thank You for Jesus and His sacrifice on the cross for us and the work he is doing in our hearts and how uh, through the Holy Spirit he works in our heart both to will and to do God's good pleasure. Help us, Lord, say yes to you. Help us to say yes to you and help us to draw closer to you so you can change us from the inside so that faith that we have, that true faith, will always bring along its friends works. Not because we're trying to do the works, but because God is putting them in our hearts and it's just flowing naturally because God's love is in there um, the way it's supposed to be. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Protect us from any harm. Keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning. We're going to continue to study this Bible study guide, God's mission, my mission. Thank you and God bless you.